The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back. It's time for episode 144 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name is Kyle. My name's Corey. My name is Michelle. One foe foe, yo. I'm Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> back in the saddle, everybody. Glad to be here for another week. A, a pretty big week, as it turns out. Uh, but let's do a quick catch up. How is everybody doing? Just dandy. I lost dandy. my pen. <laughs> <laughs> Did Michelle title the episode in the first minute? I lost my, my pen. pen. <laughs> uh, remember that kids in the hall sketch? My yep. pen. I don't well, I need my pen so I can take notes while we're talking so I don't forget what I want to say. I was, I was going to say, there's there's no quiz at the end. You don't need to take notes as we record. No, it's, <laughs> it's just because, like, if I have a thought while y'all are talking and I so I can, like, remember to add it instead of, like you know, interrupting you. It's yeah. etiquette. She, she's doodling pictures of Carlos, like the staggers. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I pins, doodle a lot. Corey, pins, not daggers. Yeah. Oh, that's not voodoo. Oh, God. <laughs> so everybody had a anyway, good weekend? Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I actually uh, went to go see my, uh, one of my good buddies with the Space Ninja. Big, big supporter of the show. Kind of behind the curtain. Who? Love that dude. The Space Ninja. Who? The Space Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> That's my good friend Eric. We uh, we went to go see this uh, this good friend of ours. Go play a show. It was uh, it was fun, man. But uh, yeah, the show was uh, just okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it was Carlos. Really fun. Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, we went to go support our good friend Carlos, and uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, Eric and I got together kind of last minute, and we said, "Yeah, let's go support our buddy." And we had a good night. It was fun. Actually, even. Uh, Oh, it was crazy storm that night as well, man. Like we're up in the top of the mountain and it was pouring when we got there. It was almost, you just look to the side and it was like, there was rivers coming down beside us. It was so neat. And then, uh, we also, for our drinks, I think we each had about two pints. Okay. I actually had a, I started with a Caesar and like, I think they put it in a V8 and I was pretty pissed. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, either way, we had two drinks each and then we split a pitcher. And uh, when Eric got the bill, it was like, they charged us for like three drinks. We're like, Okay. (laughs) So anyway, that was a good night. It was fun. Yeah, thanks for the call, by the way. I had no idea you were going. Oh. <laughs> All I get is a Facebook message going from Corey when he's at the venue going, hey, man, where are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, I, so yeah, just let me uh, thank you and Eric for uh, for coming by. It was uh, it was fun. I, I was on stage for uh, an hour and uh, an hour and 15 minutes, which was uh Longer than I had anticipated, and I could have done another half hour easy. So it was uh, it was fun to uh, to play uh, that many songs again. That was cool, it's been, man. It's been a long time. I like the look of the set list, if that means anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I post the set list uh, to Patreon, and and then I throw it up on uh, my other social media. So if uh, anybody's interested, just check out uh, the set list. Sixteen songs there, eight covers, and uh, and eight originals. It was a, it was a fun night. It was fun. It certainly looked like it. 
Uh, good. So, Michelle, good weekend? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I just... What did I do? I slept for, like, 13 hours today. What? I woke up in the afternoon. Like, because this week, like, I couldn't... I don't know. There was, like... I couldn't sleep for, like... I had one time where I was, like, awake for two days, and then I slept, and then I was... And then for some reason, like my, I think my body got used to it and I was awake for two days again. I don't know why it was so weird. I had so much energy. I think it was because I started taking this new vitamin and it said I could take it during the day or at night. And then I was taking it at night and it would give me so much energy. Is it, is it hallucinatory? <laughs> no, it's not hallucinatory. <laughs> um, if it was, then that would be fun. But like, I was just so full of energy. I like cleaned my kitchen and like. Oh my, my my kitchen's super super clean right now, and I'm really happy about that. So you were um, like, you were like Magda, and there's something about Mary. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> wow, Magda. No, but but that that would be funny if I was. <laughs> that com- um, that, that yeah, pole comes I, from like... the same place as Carlos's um, midge. Yes, <laughs> it's from the same catalog. <laughs> um. Oh, I watched, I think I watched the Emmys. That was this weekend, right? Or was that last weekend? I can't remember. Anyway. Um, and then- <laughs> that, that was like Thursday. <laughs> that was, yeah. oh, well, that was 64 Thursday. weeks ago. Well, wow. I guys, I did start this as saying I slept for 13 yeah, hours. I think, so I think when I woke lost up, track of days. I was like, where am I? Let's like, just, we're going to reorient Earth? Michelle. It is Sunday, September 23rd, 2018. That's what that's what it is right now. Thursday? Tw- what did I say? No, September 22nd, 1985, isn't it? It's a few days after the Challenger exploded. That's all I know. (laughs) Um, November 12th, 1955. I love how you guys are saying disoriented, Michelle. Instead, I'm like super disoriented. (laughs) Okay, let's let's rein it back in. If me talking is going to be delirious for this entire episode, it's because of you guys. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> all right so we have we have the uh, matt keegan rubber stamp of approval we are clear to proceed with the show we got our blessing yes. so let's let's jump into things here anybody got a collecting update to share sure do oh i'm surprised well i think we need to get this one out of the way first and foremost right kyle is it, Marvel's so, wait, Hawkeye? Is it, is it star wars related <laughs> no it's never star wars related god damn it yeah you like this one i think michelle i got the what, uh me? I got yeah, I think- the MeUndies. I, ta- I talked about this on Sith Disturber, but not on this, sh- this main show. Um, but I just got my package from MeUndies, which is the officially licensed Star Wars underwear that they have. Amazing. It's so cute. It comes in this, like, special Star Wars envelope that has the print all over it. And, like, you have to cut the top. If you've ever had a MeUndies package, it's really cool. It's re- the bag is resealable, so you can actually keep it and put other things in it later. But the top, you do have to cut off, and that was, like, the most painful part because I was like, how can I cut through these adorable chewies and, and everyone? Like, this is so mean. But the underwears themselves are really, really amazing, and they glow in the dark. So uh, they tell you to use the flashlight, and that does give the biggest glow. But I was just showing my mom because I got her a pair, and I was – using like a ceiling fan light and it does glow in the dark too. So it's really, really cool. And I, then I went and bought a bunch for like my second cousins and cousins and stuff. Oh my God. Cause I know they'll be obsessed, but they're so, so adorable. They're super, super comfy and soft. And um, yeah, they're all unisex and there's all these different sizes. And 
Uh, everyone should get one because it's amazing. And I think Carlos can help you guys with a little discount. That's right. Yeah, Carlo, Carlos likes to steal me undies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a I have a bit of a relationship with uh, with me undies, and um, that's all I wear. So when I choose to wear underwear, uh, no, um, yeah. So there's the uh, there's a code uh, that you can uh, uh, click on, and it'll bring you straight to the. Um, to the me and these website and uh, you could uh, check it out from there. It's really cool. I know that the problem with the star Wars on these is that right now they're only available in the U S and Canada. So yeah. for all you, uh, all, uh, in Europe and, and Australia and wherever else you're listening, unfortunately you can't get the star Wars me and these, but uh, there are other good. Uh, you could ask like your fellow Canadian and American friends if they would be willing to help you out. You know, figure out a barter exchange or something. Oh, interesting. That's what I do with my friends in Australia. I thought of that. That's good. Yeah, so you can check it out in the Tumbling Saber group. Uh, there's a uh, there's a post in there. Just scroll down, and there's the link for the Star Wars Meandies. Click on that. And it's on my Twitter as well at uh, C Candido Music. Or you could just ask. Or you could just ask. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, perfect. You could do that. <laughs> uh, what else? There was one more thing I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I ordered mine too. And uh, <laughs> I can't wait to get them. Your what? I Did ordered you? mine as well. My Star Wars. Oh, movies. your Star Wars. Movies? Yeah, I, had it. I have enough. And. Um, but uh, I figured I'd try a new cut because I always went with the long boxer briefs. Oh, I but got the little ones. The, the, the trunks, right? Ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got the the men's trunks. And uh, I think for women, they're called boy shorts. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're different. There's, uh, there's styles for both men and women. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's really fun. They also have like a subscription-based thing. So you can like subscribe and they send you a new pair every month and you can pick like if you want plain or if you want colors or if you want prints too. Bold or adventurous. Yeah. yeah. I love how they categorize their. Look how we just went on like for four minutes about underwear. Seriously. I wasn't no, even done my collecting also, update either. No, but they also have like sweatpants and like everything. They're so comfortable. You guys, I literally also like super only wear their like sweatpants and stuff now because they're so comfortable and affordable and it's just amazing. But we'll stop. <laughs> We're not even spawned. And I want I want to get to, I want to get their socks. I want to try them. But like it me it's true though cuz I'm not sponsored or anything but I'm obsessed with their stuff. So I actually pay money. Good. You guys should buy it. I'm very picky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Corey, do you want to uh, close out your update with non-Star yeah. Wars things? Yeah. That's what I was going to say before. I think Michelle would like this one. It's uh I found Jane Cobb. <gasps> the hero of Canton and like a six inch Funko Pop. Like it's not Funko Pop, it's like a six inch black series style, but made by Funko Pop. Yeah, the Pop. big ones, right? Yeah, yeah nice. I like the big ones. I have um one one, the big uh guy from um Game of Thrones with all the arrows stuck in him, the giant. That's like a six inch one too. Nice. And I got uh I found this actually Kyle. I want to ask you because I was thinking of getting one for your daughter, but uh it's a like a six inch you know, you know the DC icons? Wonder Woman. It's the 75th anniversary. Oh, I, I love mark- that one. Oh, it's so nice. It was marked down to 14 bucks, man. I was like, what? And there was two of them. 
so I picked up one for now and I was like, I'll ask Kyle. And, and then speaking of MeUndies and stuff, like I stopped by the comic shop again uh, this weekend, picked up my pull and part of that pull was Batman Damned. So it's, uh, you know, with the bat penis and all that. It was crazy because the guy tell, tells me he's like, he's like, it really like raised the price. Like <laughs> in a way, like he was, he, was, he sold, he sold me mine at cover price, but he said toward the end of the week, yeah, he sold two at 25 bucks each because, yeah, <laughs> inflated. Because of some Batman junk? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, eh? Just because it makes the news and all that, like, people kind of latch onto it. I think I probably have that issue in my subscription. It's kind of cool because it's not like a regular size comic either. It's like probably like an inch or two longer. <laughs> like, Oh, no. It so is. It looks, it so is. it looks more like, like one a of book. the like the trade backs when they yeah. like have like at least 10 episodes like 10 issues in it like that size no it's just like uh no not bigger like that like longer like uh width uh not width wise but like oh, yeah jesus like, what are we talking oh, about here okay the like comic, the, what's going on? it almost looks size, like a vinyl like, like the size of the of the sheet of the pages are really mm-hmm. wide oh okay. yeah they're wider oh anyway it's kind of like an art book almost <laughs> yeah it is Anyway, I read it last night. I had to read it, you know. It was just like, I am amazed that anybody <laughs> has stuck with the show through 13 minutes. <laughs> I'm about to I leave. Have, I, th- I, thought I have it was no idea what the, what the hell's happening here. Oh I was all over the news. So I thought it would be funny. I had no I idea. Like, what You messaged me. I'm like, what's the big deal? I had no idea what you're talking about. Well, it was oh. all over my news feed anyhow. Oh Maybe you guys should, like, read the news more. Yeah. <laughs> The dolphins are three and all. That's all I know. <laughs> that, that's all that matters. Back penis. What's going on? <laughs> hey guys, I got the uh, Anakin Lego Starfighter. Nice. Oh, yeah. rad. Yeah, I decided to pull the trigger finally. I saw Tim over at uh, the Nerd Room. He bought the X Wing. People are buying Lego everywhere. I needed to have a piece. So I went over to the Lego store and uh, picked up the Starfighter. Nice, nice. And so I, awesome. know, I also bought my daughter the Brickheads Ray, and I got my son like a little. Oh, oh they were on special the the uh, Brickheads Ray. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and um, I got my son wanted this little tiny, city Lego thing, so he got that. But because I spent over twenty bucks, they gave me like this uh, or forty bucks, they gave me a two hundred piece, free set. Of, nice. Of um, it's it's the it's sort of like a little section of the New York Lego store. Whoa! But it's like you know, two hundred brick piece. It's that's that's like a twenty dollar value. That's amazing. I don't know Sweet. if I'm ever gonna, what I'm going to do with that thing. I'm probably just going to use the the bricks for as spare parts. But it was pretty cool to get. Yeah, I didn't know they were. Uh, I didn't know they were giving those things away. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I didn't either. She's like, and because you spent over forty dollars today, you get this. And she pulls it. It's a it comes in a pretty hefty little bag. I'm like, sweet. I thought that you gave away like these little, you know, seventy piece, tiny, tiny little sets, like a figure and like a, you know, a little piece of a section of wall behind them or something, or a little motorbike. This was a whole set. But that's that's all for me this week. I had to do that just to just to break a, a long dragging slump because I've still not seen any of the second wave of the vintage collection, which frustrates me greatly because all throughout Facebook groups that I follow, everybody's getting them. Not me. I even went to Isn't an EB... that so annoying? It is, but I went to an EB Games and I'm like, hey man, do you have the second wave of the uh, Star Wars vintage vintage collection? What? 
I'm like, um, dude, like you know the Star Wars figures? He's like, oh yeah, the the the, the six inch black series. I'm like, no, the ones that look like the old school packaging, three and three quarter figures. Oh yeah, no, no, I don't know when we're getting those. I'm like, thanks. You've been a big. You've been very helpful. What an ass. Like, <laughs> why why is this the only section of Canada with no service? God, I don't think it is. I think a lot of people have complaints from across the can- Canada. Like, oh my god, it's it's weird. It's so annoying. So anyway, slump busted for now. Happy about that. And uh, anybody else? I don't think I'm going to be able to afford anything. Well, I probably will break this buying ban, but I just spent like a really huge mini fortune on like a new camera. And so I'm a little hurting right now, even though I am obsessed with my new camera and I love it and it's going to be amazing and I'm going to like make money by using it. But like right now I'm hurting a little bit. Yeah, you better. Yeah, you better use that thing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, I do. I use it like for work and stuff, but like. I mean, yeah, like I, I've been wanting it for over a year. So I finally like I hit like a milestone. <laughs> Sorry, my dogs are barking. So I just turned my mic off <laughs> while you were talking. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just figured like instead of me talking, like the barking would probably be more annoying if people are listening. So I just stopped. Sorry, but I've been wanting this camera for like over a year and because it's so expensive, like I've been kind of waiting and seeing if I still want it and I still really wanted it and I finally hit this milestone over on um, my bookstagram. So my mom like was like, I'll pay for some of it and I was like, okay. So then I finally like bought it. It was really painful, but I'm really happy I did it because I'm I'm sure I'll look back and be really glad. But yeah, it's a lot of money, so... (laughs) trying not to buy anything else right now until I can make some of that. Yeah. yeah you got to bite the bullet for a while and just, and just admire your new camera. And I bought plane tickets for like pretty much everything. <laughs> I'm going to do. So oh, like, and I, plane tickets. Yeah, no, because I'm going away next month and I had, I'm going to the wedding in November. So I like, I bought all of these plane tickets too. I made I literally spent so much money this month, like on like, essential like life stuff so <laughs> i'm i'm sad the only thing i bought star wars is the underwear and Good i enough. think that's it and they're, they're not even they're not even mint on card underwear anymore so <laughs> yeah what's it all for <laughs> anyway let's uh jump into a little tiny bit of news here and so jedi bibliotech reporting that uh triple the triple dark fuel for the fire and the high tower are the titles for the second third and fourth episodes of star wars resistance following the premiere of The Recruit, which, guys, that's, this is right around the corner. Uh, these episodes air on the 14th, 21st, and 28th of October. Can you say the episode names again? No. Come on, Mike. Slowly. Yeah, tri- seriously. The Triple Dark, mm-hmm. Fuel for the Fire, mm-hmm. and The High Tower. I like, I like. They say nothing to me. I, I, I really don't want to start seeing if we get what 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 could these titles mean let's not do that but uh, there you go now some real news <laughs> if you want to call it that real news so, andy circus has dropped out of a comic con and as star wars fans we've been through this a couple times already this year does does this mean snoke is back so here's here's the the, the synopsis here he canceled his his appearance at this past weekend's Keystone Comic Convention because of a scheduling conflict. 
and we don't know anything other than that. But uh, since we've been down this road already this year with Billy D. Williams, oh, Star Wars fandom is asking that same question. So I ask you guys, is Snoke coming back for Episode Nine? Well, personally, I, I, I hope not. But let's just kind of go down that road for a bit. But at the same time, like I was looking at his career stuff on uh, IMDb, and I think the only thing that's really in the works in the in the near future is Mowgli. Which seems yeah. to have a, a star-studded cast, which is kind of, and it's still kind of odd to me because of the Jungle Book. But regardless, uh, Eve's playing Baloo in that could possibly have something to do with that. Uh, other than that, there's nothing really like at the forefront for him. And I also heard a rumor not too long ago that that was the case. But if it is the case, I mean, if anything, I hope, if anything, it would possibly be a force back to maybe see what he was doing with Kylo and manipulating him maybe and kind of getting a little more perspective on Kylo through Snoke in a way. Uh, he's a multi-talented kind of actor. I don't think he's going to have another role in this film. Like he'll like spread the wealth in that regard. Let some other guys have some, some acting experience in these films. Like if he's going to do Snoke, but at the same time, uh, I could see maybe even if it's just voice work, you know, like maybe he's kind of just haunting Kylo again. That kind of goes against a lot of the things we think about the Jedi and all that, like how the dark side can't necessarily do that after after death. But uh, yeah, I can see one of those two things. But either way, it's got to have something to do with Kylo and shining the light on his story and not necessarily Snoke taking the four. And I just hope he's dead as well. Like, I hope it's nothing to do with something moving forward. Um, Michelle, is Snoke back? Um, I don't know. But from what I can see, I think, like, a lot of people are saying that um, the way that this is starting to unfold is kind of how things unfolded for Billy D. Williams before they confirmed it. Mm -hmm. um, if he does come back, I don't think we're going to know until the film actually premieres. I think they're going to try to do like a Darth Maul, like reveal, like where it's a surprise. I agree. Um, Let's just Andy hope they Circus, don't do a Darth Maul comeback. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, Andy, Sir Andy Circus himself told the Hollywood reporter um, in an interview, he said, it's a great character and I'd be keen to come back. I know it frustrated a lot of people that Snoke came to such a sticky end so quickly, but I love the big scene and the relationship between Rey and Snoke um, and where it goes from there and escalates from that moment. You know, the fight kicks off after that. So I think it's a great movie. I think I'm great in the movie. I'd be happy to extend his life for sure. So he himself would love to do it. Um, but whether or not it's true, I don't know, because he also has a huge um, deal uh, for performance capture with um, the Imaginarium which is like this gaming company and he's been creating um, a new character, this orc character, and he has a production deal with them. So he's creating a lot of like 3d motion capture content for gaming. So he might just be working with, you know, that because he has like a huge, like multi. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Deal. I'm glad to hear yeah. that he's got irons in the fire elsewhere. Just uh, Corey mentioned Mowgli, which I had forgotten about. You and, mentioned this, so I'm yeah, glad he could that be he has doing, um, potential to do something else. 
Yeah, they could be doing pickups for Mowgli, like, you know, for because it's in post, but they it just finished. It's not in post production yet. So he might be actually filming like extra footage for that, too, just in case. So I I don't really know if it is a Star Wars thing. I I mean, it could be because he's interested, but I have a feeling since it's he has other things going on. um, Who knows? But I don't think that it's obvious that it's going to be that just because there's so many options at this point still maybe if the other stuff wasn't like weren't kind of balls in the juggle and what is it called balls in the court i don't know but (laughs) (laughs) juggling other things i don't know anyway um yeah i don't think it's as clear right now (laughs) how about you carlos um I mean, it's not even confirmed that it's for Star Wars, so no, nothing's uh, it could be it could be anything because uh, he is a, a working actor. But um, if it was for Star Wars and it was for Snoke, uh, it could be maybe that it's um, a flashback to part of his early training or his being seduced. Uh, maybe it's Kylo remembering uh, Snoke seducing him, which sounds really. Weird because you know, he was young and stuff. And it's, oh my! Yeah, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Uh, anyways, <laughs> besides that, but I, I want everybody to remember that when Last Jedi came out, I, I did bring up that Snoke dying the way he died left the door very, very open for him to have transferred his consciousness to someone else in in the galaxy. Uh, seeing what how how strong he was in the force, um, and uh, seeing what Luke did, uh, who says that Snoke can't do the same thing? So I, I don't know. That's that that was that was something I brought up when the movie came out. Uh, I was uh, booed and hissed at <coughs> Kyle. Oh, I do. Uh, I, I need uh, to. Yeah, because I'm, I'm done with, with that. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, if he if that was just like a completely crazy ruse where like Kylo killed him because they had this deal and they were like that was all like a huge gaslight for Ray where they were just trying to convince her. But like, really, he hadn't killed him at all. I know that that's not what happened, but like, oh, my could you God, yeah, that would make me so mad. That's, that would be I would be so angry if that's what happened. That sounds like the worst fanfic. I know it's just Oof. but like. That would be so horrible. I would be so mad if that's what happened. Because, like, if that, if, like, that would be so annoying. I just had that weird thought when he said that. Like, what if he knew, like, and he wasn't really dead? And I was like, oh, my God. What if Kylo, like, what if they had a plan? I was like, that would just, I wouldn't be so mad. Yeah, like, I I don't want to see Snoke at all. I don't want to hear about him. I don't want to flashback about him. I I just don't want him in this movie. It's, it's, like. Well, first of all, it was the I think the boldest decision in the movie to kill him off that way. I loved that scene. I loved it. It's it was such a twist to kill that guy in that scene. Like, you know, as Star Wars fans, so we good. kind of yeah, we go with our template, right? Where this guy's going to carry forward, and like, well, like any movie, like the big boss gets killed at the end. Well, apparently, yeah, not. and it wasn't the third movie; it's the second movie. So I just I loved it. And I love when at least part that. nine so open. Well, exactly, and, like that, and that whole thing, like too, like. Snoke's speech and with what smoke Snoke speech and when you know what's going on inside Kylo's head is so cool like as he's like the saber lands in front of him it's spinning and he kind of just like clicks for him that he could do the same thing and 
And Snoke's like, I can read this guy's mind. I can see what he's saying. He's going to strike down his true enemy. But, like, he's the true enemy. So that's uh, so good from that standpoint. Well, yeah, like, he says that he, I, I see his every thought. He doesn't. Uh, he says he can't be betrayed. and He can. <laughs> he says he can't be defeated. And he was. Apparently. But he's also, he's overconfident as well. Because he does, he's able to read Kylo very well. Well, sure. But not, I ca- not, not as well as maybe he thinks. Well, I he was of- reading him. Like Kylo, like Kylo was the one that was playing it cooler by being like, yes, I am going to be striking down my enemy any second now. But like he was kind of blocking exactly who it was or Snoke wasn't able to read exactly who it was. But they were both on the same page, at least, that someone's getting smote. <laughs> yep. Michelle, you were going to say? Oh, I felt like I really liked that speech. But from a storytelling, like a writer perspective, like I felt like that was the moment I knew that Kylo was going to kill him. Because a lot of the time when you're writing or like in movies, as soon as a character says like you, that's never going to happen or like you can't do this to me or I'm going to do that. Like as soon as they say that, it usually means that's exactly what's going to happen. So like when he was saying that, I was like, and I saw the look in Kylo's eyes. I was like, oh, no, he's going to he's going to kill him. And then when he died, I was like, I knew it. And that was so, I, I loved so, it. so good. Yeah. But, but And I and I, it didn't take away. It didn't detract from the actual like him actually doing it. Like it made me really excited. But it did tip me off like that. That speech where he was kind of like so full of that. Like, you know, he was at that point where he was just like, it's, it's mine. Like, it's all mine. And then it just I don't know. It's that thing where when people say, oh, that's not going to like this will never happen. And that's usually what happens like in any story. That's just kind of how people write. Yeah. I mean, it and happens so. in, in Return of the Jedi too, where, where Palpatine's like taunting Luke saying that his father can never be turned from the dark side. Guess what, Palpy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the yeah. moment that you're like, no, he's actually going to be turned. Like, you know. Yeah. And you know, I, again, like I said, it was, it's the boldest decision to me to, to kill him off. And I love that it sent, so many overly sensitive crybaby fanboys into fits of rage over it and that they still can't accept. Like they still it's okay think not to like it, but yeah, to I, I love, I love it. There's something super powerful though, about stories where they don't make you wait. Like for example, um, the good place is one of those shows that does that where, they don't make you wait forever. They just, they like gave a huge reveal, like at the end of season one. And like the, their show has opened up so much since that. And like other shows too, where like, or movies where they, where you, you usually are in this kind of lull of like, you're so used to a certain type of storytelling. So you're so used to waiting, even though you want things to happen, you have to wait for like four seasons or like three movies for it to happen. But if, if people write something and you're like, that can't happen this soon. And it does, it kind of really like blows open the possibilities for the rest of the story. And so it's really, really cool when people do that. And I think that a lot of people are just so used to like the regular format that they don't realize like that it really opens up possibilities to change the story or make new cooler things happen by actually just doing what you know, everybody's waiting for. It's like this thing that people think like, oh, I can't do that because that's what people want. But giving people what they want soon, they're like, okay, well now what? Because now I don't know what I want. So it kind of opens this universe. And I think it's really, really cool that Ryan and Star Wars like decided to take that leap because I respect people who can do oh, that. Like man, so much. It's so, really swing cool. for the fence. Do something different. 
yeah, like do something different. It needs, we need stuff to be kind of like changed well, and up. That, that's what I've been saying. Like not just me, but so many people saying that, you know, consciously or subconsciously fans approaching Star Wars with like a, a template mindset where things have to happen in a certain order. And when, when this happened and they had sort of the, the chair pulled out from under them with Snoke is gone. Oh my God. Yeah, this, this is cool, man. This opens up so much. I love it. And it, it, it does a great thing in setting Kylo apart from Vader and, and branching him off down a different path. Like he's done what Vader could never do in overthrowing his master. And so it's, yeah. it, it, again, it just opens up new possibilities. And I find that incredibly exciting. And it brings all the, all the main characters right to the fore. They're not subservient to anyone. Like Ray's not like does not have any master. Like there's no Luke. There, there's no master for her. And same with Kylo. It brings them right to the fore of the story, which is kind of what we want. I would think. That's really interesting, Corey. Like that now neither of them have this person above them, and it's so true. Like they're so different from any other person who who's been in that position in this universe where they're kind of like they have this freedom almost a little bit of how they get to determine their future and how they determine what they're going to do in the situations going forward and i think it's really really interesting to do that because also like our world our own earth and world has evolved and changed over time and people's perceptions and things that have changed like certain stereotypes or certain things about certain types of people, like where if it's gender or sexuality or just politics or society in general, it changes over time. So Star Wars's universe should also reflect that. Like they should also be learning from their mistakes. Their universe should be changing according to what they've learned in the past. And it shouldn't always be like, let's build a new Death Star with the exact same thing that's yep. going to like mess <laughs> it up. Like it should change. Like it shouldn't always be the same thing. And like so many of us don't like the fact that they keep making the same Death Star over and over again with the same flaw. So like, why shouldn't they do that with the story as well? Change it up like give us something different that's what they're doing in this choice and like it's surprising to me when people don't get that like you'll say i don't understand why they don't do the desk like they don't do something other than the death star but then when they take that like this is essentially doing that but with the characters they're try they're not doing the same thing they've been doing over and over again they're giving us a new quote death star but it's the characters and how they respond in the universe and i think it's really important that they do something different and that they're learning from their past like i feel like this is one of the first times that you see that these characters are actually learning from the mistakes of the people who came before them and it's important like it's it's literally a mirror for our own world and our own universe like the fact that people don't see that is just mind-boggling to me sometimes yeah like like kyla kyla's trying to tell her at the end like good or bad he's just saying like like forget the sith forget the jedi like let's just burn it all down and start anew you know and she was just like yeah no change they yeah. both want things to change it's just their method or how they view things should change is different but yeah they want things to change like and they want they don't want to stick with the status quo like that's the point so I don't know. You, things can't always be the same, even though for you, it's your nostalgia. Like, I understand that it's a nostalgia thing, but also like the world always changes. And that story's world is also going to change. If you want it to continue, you have to accept that it's going to change the way that our world changes. It's just the way that the world well, that's, works. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of leads us into our next topic. But yeah, that's going to be a big deal for Star Wars going forward is 
in this new era that's that's coming up in the next couple of years, does it need to follow a formula or should it be completely new? And that's not today's topic, but um, yeah. So there we go. That's on Snoke. Let's uh, really quickly, yes or no, Michelle? Do you do you want Snoke back? And whether in in the flesh or Force back, Force ghost, do you want to see Snoke back? Not really. Like if they do, if Snoke does come back. I would want it to be if the only way I want him to come back is if it serves the story. I feel like that's always my response when I say if someone wants to come back. I mean, I would prefer not to see him because I don't think it's going to serve the story at all in the way that it's going. And I think it would actually be pulling it back. And also it's the final installment. It's supposed to be this big battle. And I think it's interesting that they want, they cut him out early. So I want it to be different. So I'd rather him not be involved because I think the story can still be strong without him. Mm -hmm. If they do bring him back, it better be for a good reason. And if they just bring him back to bring him back, then I will be really, really pissed off. But I mean, yeah, sharpen the knives for JJ. Carlos, what do you think, Carlos? I'm always ready. (laughs) Sharpen the knives for JJ. Uh, do I want to see Snoke? No, part of me uh, wants to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Let the past die. Uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm on that side of it, but another part of me wants me to be exactly right in calling that Snoke is, is still alive, but then that would make me angry with JJ for not being smarter than me. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm stuck between a, a rock and a, a place where another rock is. <laughs> Corey? Well, I'd almost feel guilty saying it just because Andy Circus is so great. And all in all, <clears throat> maybe we'd regret the performance that he had in store. No. Uh, if, you, know, you never know. You never know. Guess, but yeah, all in all, man. no, I do not think we need him. And if, like Michelle did, if we do, I'm going to take a little step further and saying, yes, serve the story, but serve Kylo's story in particular. And do not make it something yes. moving forward. It's got to be something from the past that shines light on who made him who he is, kind of, you know? Yep. Like, yeah, I'm, I've am i I've made my point perfectly clear. I don't want to see his name or hear, see his face or hear his name in this in this movie. I'm not saying I don't ever want to learn about Snoke ever again. Like, I, he's involved in that 30-year gap between... Episode six and seven. At some point, I'll be game to learn about how he brought Kylo to the dark and all that stuff. Any conflicts with with Luke that they that may have happened, I'll be in for that. But just not now. I don't need that in episode nine. You know what it is, maybe too. I think what adds to the whole aura of Snoke is his image, like who he is. Like he's obviously been through quite a trauma, if you will. They could have just made him like a regular big guy, like charismatic and whatever. And we probably wouldn't have had as many questions like, but well, he obviously has a past story and a grudge. Look at him. He's got a hole in his cheek. Like, I still maintain Luke did that to him. And plus also, also Andy Serkis might just be playing a different character in the universe. If he does come back to Star Wars, he might not be playing Emperor Palpatine. So <laughs> he never that would be cool. <laughs> oh wait, that's it. I'm sorry. My brain. I'm I'm writing notes, and I characters are in my brain. I was writing about something else. I said, oh, sorry. I mean, I he could be coming back like um they did for Solo with um oh Anthony. 
Am I picking the right name? Yeah, Anthony Daniels. Yeah, like he played a different character in Solo. So they might be doing something like that. Like they'll keep him in the universe, but like make him play someone else. Who knows? That's possible. He's a great actor. Like I love Andy Serkis. He is like literally one of the most talented people in the He's so, so good. He is, he is incredible. And like I would love Andy Serkis to be in every movie. But like he can, he's such a great range too, and he can disappear into any character. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing; he gets so into it. Yeah, and like sometimes you you watch something, and then after you're like Andy Serkis, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. That's who it was. But I mean, he's so good at what he does; like he's so he, talented. He goes all in on every role he gets. Oh yeah, and so like I can see why anyone who's worked with him would want to work for him again, and if they couldn't put him back in the same role they might try to write a new one just for him and i then maybe that's what's going on who knows but but then I they, mean, would, if they would announce that though right they'd say yeah, Andy Serkis I mean, is back but maybe as i don't know if they would if they want to make it a, it would depend they could they could be doing this to fuel the rumor mill and then give you a huge surprise or they could be announcing it who knows yeah, no, like, I, I take it, it back really they, even if he was playing somebody else they would not say it just because then we would go crazy with oh snoke is back even if they didn't say yeah. it was snoke we'd we'd all go snoke is back and then they have episode nine drop snoke doesn't return and people go nuts because where was snoke where was andy circus oh my god yeah imagine, imagine if it's just that simple if disney's like hey andy look we'll pay you double what this convention's paying you just take the weekend off say it's a scheduling conflict <laughs> yeah that would be freaking amazing i mean, want to get people talking I like that one, Corey. It was good. Oh, man. Especially considering how lately, like, there's just been so much, not just, I mean, obviously for Andy Circuits is different and he's not a woman, so I don't know if he would get the same level of scrutiny, but, like, recently when actors have been announced for roles and stuff, even if it's, like, new or old or whatever, people have been getting so much backlash. I don't think people would give backlash to Andy just because he's who he is and he's also a man. Um, but... I don't know. I just, I, maybe that's part of it. Like maybe Star Wars is just like, you know what? Like sometimes not like announcing something actually is a little bit more effective. Who knows? All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> I think we made our thoughts on Andy Circus clear. We love him, but uh, we're, okay, we're okay with no Snoke for now. So let's move on to this week's, is it, is it foreboding news? I don't know. Let's find out. Star Wars has shifted into slowdown mode, everybody. So uh, the Hollywood Reporter had a, re- a story this week. And well, it was actually a pretty good interview with Bob Iger. But let's just skip to the part that we need for the- this purpose here. So the question to Bob Iger was, many believe Disney should pump the brakes and not put out a Star Wars movie each year. And Iger's response was, I made the timing decision. And as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, I take the blame was a little too much too fast. You can expect some slowdown, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. JJ is busy making episode 9. We have creative entities, including Game of Thrones, David Benioff, and D.B. Weiss, who are developing sagas of their own, which we haven't been specific about. And we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes next after JJ's. But I think we're going to be a little bit more careful about volume and timing and the buck stops here on that. So, Carlos, your initial thoughts upon hearing that? Uh, I think it's 
it's cool that he, he took the responsibility, um, especially since he he's saying that like that it's my job. That was my responsibility. It was my call, and I made a mistake. Like, how much more contrition do you need from from a, from a person? And first of all, who doesn't owe you anything? But uh, secondly, um, the whole slowdown thing. I I don't know. I I don't know what that means. Well, what's slowdown? Uh, Eighteen months between solo and episode nine. Like we already knew that. That there's. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of like. Um, legalese uh uh just some it's pretty vague right yeah this just it's just placation is that a word placate yeah i know yeah. placating yeah you're right yes play he's just placating i think and um i don't know uh, look i don't trust any ceo of any company in the history of the world not one so he could say whatever he wants. Just keep making the Star Wars movies and shut your mouth. That's all I want. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know that anybody should really be shocked about this. Like, we knew that in the aftermath of Solo, um, you know, they they said they were slowing down to reassess, and I, we talked about this um, back in episode one twenty nine. I did a little digging, and we we talked about uh, a quote from Dave Hollis, who was Disney's president of worldwide theatrical distribution. And he said, uh, there's a question of frequency and how many times people will go to the movies. Is this too much and too soon for a third time in a five-week period? And I think he was talking about uh, Black Panther and Infinity War and following up, following it all up with Solo. And then he went on to say, we are all over it and we will spend a lot of time digging into why things happened the way they did in various markets. We have a year and a half before episode nine comes out. So I, I think the writing was on the wall back then. You know, and then we learned from reputable sources uh, that standalones were being shelved. And I, I think just the simple reality is they are not pleased. And between like all the negative press between you know, The Last Jedi and Solo's perceived underperformance, I, I'm not at all surprised they've taken this, this stance of, of slowing down. And Carlos, to your point, I, I love that Iger said he, would take, he was taking the heat because not only is that what a CEO should do, and and it's kind of shelter his other employees, but it 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 reinforces something that I don't know all of fandom knows, but should know because Disney Lucasfilm makes the movies, Disney distributes them, Disney decides when they come out, and that's that's always been the case. Um, and as as Bob Iger said, he he made those decisions, and I, I I'm I applaud him for that that much. But Corey, what's your take? I'm kind of, you guys are bringing up some, a lot of good stuff here than a, a lot of I have here as well. Like, first and foremost, I've said this for a long time. This does not make me any less of a fan. So just wait for it. But I, I've always been a little scared of Star Wars saturation. And I almost felt as if we were coming to that point in a way because, you know, there, there, there's a lot of stuff in the hopper right now. Uh, when you look at Solo, yes, Kyle, you said uh, that brought their eyes to this whole thing like what the heck happened here and that was a bunch of circumstances at work we've talked about it on end there was multiple circumstances there but i think timing does have a big part to play with it and like carlos had mentioned again i have a big note here i'm so glad they took 
this, the not the blame, but taking a lot of the pressure off Kathleen Kennedy. Like, yes, she's heading the ship. But if Bob Iger says, you know, we want to make six movies in this time frame, make it happen. She's got to do her best to try and get that done. Right. So he's the boss. That regard, exactly. So yeah, I like that he's taking some of the heat. Uh, regardless of what he's saying, like first and foremost, I, I personally don't even think he should have said anything. It, it it's irrelevant at this point. Like like I just mentioned, there's so much stuff in the hopper at the moment. We have the Favreau series, we have Ryan Johnson's saga, we have the D and D boys coming out with their saga, we have the Clone Wars, we have the Resistance right around the corner. Right there is going to take us for a long time. We got a lot of Star Wars coming. We're looking at like five years worth of Star Wars here almost. You don't need to put any more on our plates at the moment. You know, like just the comments were kind of not needed. Like he just didn't have to. But the fact that he is bringing attention to it again for the Kathleen Kennedy thing. And also it does tell me that they are trying to hone in, not necessarily on a formula, but how are they going to, benefit the most and work this franchise uh to optimize so yeah like but not only that like let's let's not play it out and let's have a good think about what we want to put out it's gonna they're gonna be a lot more selective and they're gonna if anything the way to look at this is they're gonna have a lot more thought put into the upcoming projects and that's a benefit to us as viewers and again we have so much stuff coming that you know, I don't think we need to hear about, hey, we got six more movies coming, you know, like, hey, kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, yeah, we have an embarrassment of riches that we know about. And, you know, if, if, they, if they slow that down and, and like dole it out a little slower, I don't I don't think anybody's really going to get hurt. But Michelle, what's, what was your initial take when you first heard about a Star Wars slowdown? I mean, I, I kind of think that, um, well, Bob Iger also is an alumnus of my college. So he's come to speak at my school before when I was in school and also since. And he's a really interesting person, very smart, very well spoken. Um, and when he does speak, he's very sincere and reflection, like in very um, thoughtful, intelligent. Very thoughtful. Yeah. So when I read this, since I have heard him speak before, like I can, it's, sometimes it's hard to convey tone and in, in writing, but I think I can kind of understand like how he's speaking. And I think that um, I understand what Corey's saying in the sense of like, he, it's probably was unnecessary to kind of like talk about the slowdown thing just because, um, you know, it's probably going to get like fandom like the people who thinks that like the people who are like talking to disney or whatever i mean like oh they need to stop they might be like look we worked hard and like they're gonna do what we wanted them to or i don't know but um i think that from what he was doing he was just being really sincere and like how he's just talking about like what happened and i think it also but i i'm also not surprised that he did say that it's my fault because he is one of those people who can admit like you know, when something's wrong. And I think it's also really respectful that he did that. Plus, like, it does reiterate also what you said, Kyle, and that a lot of people don't understand, like, they should because they are also work, a lot of people work at a company where they have to report to someone and their boss has to report to another person. And that boss has to report to a board of directors. And that's the, the way that Disney works. Like, sure, Kathleen Kennedy is the head of Lucasfilm, but Disney bought Lucasfilm. So Disney 
like Kathleen Kennedy reports to the Disney executives. She reports to Bob Iger. She reports to the Disney board of directors. And, you know, all of those people oversee her decisions and, you know, choices. And they have to get an okay from those people before they can even do anything in Star Wars. So I think it's great that he did say that. Um, How wide that's going to get taken by other people, I don't know. But I think it's great that he said it. Um, And I think, like, he's saying that they're going to pump the brakes. But, like, I think he can say that because they just greenlit, you know, all of these future projects from all of these people. So, like, you know, right now, I think they're in the incubation creation phase. So they did just greenlight all these projects. So how they're going to probably, I think they might be trying to, to take time to pause and see how they're going to aggregate the releases of all of this new content that they just told everyone that is going to come. Cause we have Ryan's films. We have uh, the Weiss films, the Dave, De- Benioff Weiss films. We have the live show, like all of these things were greenlit around the same time and announced around the same time. So I think they're going to have to really think about how they're going to roll everything out so it doesn't become the same thing that happened recently where it was just so suddenly back and back and back. And it, I mean, it does cost a lot of money to go to the movies now. So having to go to so many in such a short period of time can be really painful in someone's, you know, purse straps. Well, it's funny because... I tend to believe that with this and Michelle, that was, that was pretty well said, but here's something I found interesting. And I don't know if this is tinfoil hat time, but a guy like Iger doesn't just fall backwards into an interview like this. He, he, this was probably booked and I wouldn't be shocked if he knew the questions going into it. Oh no, he definitely knew the questions. So there's no way that Bob Iger is going to do one. Yeah. No way. No way. So no way he would not know the questions. Like he would have to, prove the questions first like there's oh, yeah, no like, way he would get a question where they would be a surprise question you can't as soon as if they had asked a question that is not allowed to be asked he would have ended the interview and left like this no. yeah, every single question was vetted These by not just him but other people as well the the answers oh, were yeah. probably prepared by himself and others as well the fact that he did not mention ryan in in the group of people that are creating i i'm not i'm not i don't want to say it's it's something's going on but i think the potential there I think there's potential that something could be happening here. Like, so make that of, of that statement what you will. But, you know, I guess if we're being honest, like he didn't mention Favreau's project either, but I really don't think we can dismiss this. Like every word in this, in, in Iger's responses throughout this interview is, is considered like people worked on this and uh, I, I think it's possible that maybe they're, 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 Maybe they're rethinking Ryan's trilogy because he's I, I didn't check Ryan's timeline over the weekend, but I'm, I'm sure he got a flood of responses saying, Ryan, is uh, he didn't Iger didn't talk to you, didn't uh, mention your name. Are you still working on Star Wars? I don't know if he I'm sure he was asked. I don't know if he answered. And if he was asked and didn't answer, I would start to question what's going on. Are you wondering if it's because of all of the drama that happened recently or it, that could or be just part of in it. general? That... Because, I mean, it did happen. Like, not like he said anything bad and like Mike Zero is not great, but like, yeah. No, just just all of it. Just all of the negativity surrounding Ryan Johnson for better or worse, love it or hate it. Uh, maybe they've just decided like the brand, 
we don't need this negativity around the brand. We love you, Ryan. But this, I mean, it's it's this is it's becoming a toxic wasteland in Star Wars, and we've got we've got to sever this tie. I wonder if that's. I hope it's not. Don't cave. I hope that's not it because Ryan is super talented and I think he brought a lot to the universe and I think his movie was really strong. Yeah, absolutely. Like he wasn't afraid to change, you know, the status quo. I think that's, I, you need someone like that involved. You absolutely. And, do. I completely agree. Uh, apparently like, there's a, lo- a big mouthy element of fandom that don't agree and which, which is kind of scary. I mean, he might honestly, it might still be in the works. It might just be that he didn't, say his name because if he did that sound bite would become so, yes. so huge yes, and then everyone exactly. would freak out and it, it, i think that's more of the reason why he didn't say his name it's just because he wanted to minimize that it's a backlash da- yeah he's damned if he doesn't damned if he doesn't <clears throat> yeah and that's like it's a trigger word so he was trying not to trigger <laughs> people you know yep there's yeah but like there's no way there's no way like, that, did he, uh, he i don't even accidentally think he, forgot to mention him I don't even think he said Kathleen Kennedy's name in this interview either. No, he did not. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I think it's possible, and I, I think one if you know if they've decided to part ways, or if this is something that's on their their radar, they wouldn't come out and fire Ryan. They wouldn't no, say, I feel like they would, would make it so that Ryan walks away. That's yeah. how, that's how they, they would handle yeah. that. They'd say it's, <clears throat> we've mutually agreed to part ways, and. That's they would just end it that way, very quietly, very quickly, but not they wouldn't do it now. They would wait, and they would make him sign a non-disclosure because oh, you know yes. Ryan would Ryan would say the truth if like that happened, and they if they screwed him over, he would talk about it. Like he wouldn't be afraid to say anything. So well, yeah, they'll they'll, they would they'll pay him it. for his work. They'll pay oh, him for yeah. you know they, he's developed a, a story to a certain point. They would pay him for that, of course, and then say okay now. In accepting this payment, please sign this NDA and never talk about this again. Yeah. And that would be I the end know. of it. But yeah. I mean, it, it's it, I think it's possible. But Michelle, you, you yeah. offered up a, a, um, an alternate take there. That maybe Yeah, I just it, think that they're, they're trying to minimize the trigger words right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that is, makes sense. Absolutely fair. But I find it odd. I mean, if, if Ryan had confirmed or denied somewhere this weekend it would have been it would have the news of that would have entered our news feed saying oh yeah no he Iger didn't talk about ryan johnson but here's ryan confirming that yes he is still working on it even though it's about a month ago where he you know what though he did i think that it, it really i i'm more i think i don't know if this is just me being like getting all conspiracy but like i really think it's just the trigger word thing because like this interview asked about what's changed as a result of the B2 movement, blah, blah, blah. They talked about Star Wars and they didn't bring up Kathleen Kennedy and they didn't bring up what happened to Kelly Marie Tran. And like, if you get to talk to Bob Iger, people would want to ask those questions. That's what people want to know. But he didn't say it, even though they talked about topics, Me Too, where it's about women who are getting, who are being victimized of not, like, not just, you know, know sexual assault or anything but also you know the way that they've treated the women in the star wars universe the fact that that didn't even get brought up and they he didn't even say kathleen kennedy's name i think it's just that they're trying to minimize yeah that, that, that could have been a parameter of the interview exposure. right like these these names shall not, not be interviewed or these names yeah, shall not be mentioned because why give a 
platforms toxic people. Like he's he's not going to do that. So he's trying to give information, do an interview without it being like blown up in that way. So he said he took the blame. Like he took the blame, which means he's trying to say like it wasn't anyone's fault but myself, but still didn't mention, you know, she's trying to to minimize that without saying trigger word names, but he is trying to like, I think that the way that he worded that was very, very, very calculated and smart. And I think that it's, it's because he's just trying not to say things that would make people ignore the message that he's trying to give because they're so preoccupied with certain words that are amidst the words that he's saying yeah, because, be- that, no, that's well said, because Michelle. he didn't say their names we're reading what he's saying and we're able to like take that in and say that like oh i that makes sense you know absolutely I don't know. well so let, let's i want to move, move on to this point then so like how can marvel do a high volume of movies like say three to four per year right now and it doesn't seem like people can get enough but right now star wars can't even can't even think of that like star wars can't even consider two movies per year right now. So what is going on? Like, if you look at the the Venn diagram of the two fandoms, there's a ton of overlap. So I, I can't believe that volume is really an issue, which leaves quality as another potential issue. And many fans would say, like, yeah, the quality needs to be addressed. Uh, or or is there like something unseen that that we're not talking about here? And like I don't want to get into the similarities and differences of the Star Wars and MCU, but what what I see is that you know fan, fans I think of the MCU comic book fans are just used to drinking from a fire hose. Like they will buy X number of comics a month for months on end for decades on end, and so when the movies come, it's no problem. It's just well, not easy, easy volumes over the net. Like you have all these characters as well, like these main characters having their own titles which... and their own universes too, with their right. own cast of characters and their tones are different. Their subject matter is different. There's more variety between the characters than I feel like there are in Star Wars. I feel like each character has a completely different universe. Yeah, you can, you can it's slice really the MCU. The yeah, you can, you can break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks. Like for Captain America, for example, if he's your guy. You can just focus on that character in the movies where he appears and ignore the rest. But you can't yeah, really exactly. do that with Star Wars. It's it's one – yes, Marvel tells like one overarching story over 21 movies or whatever it is. But a lot of it comes in like bite-sized Easter egg type pieces. Whereas in Star Wars, it's one straight line from A to Z. And we're starting to branch off from that now. But uh, like, so in these movies where they branch off like a solo – it it seems to me that you know they they talked about that the standalones would be shelved or at least that was the report like i think star like now that they've had these discussions they're viewing star wars in terms of like uh they want this to be, remain the biggest of of film franchises so in that respect like if they space out the movies more give the fan base more room to breathe in terms of content and and in terms of merchandising like they can like maintain the star Wars brand perception and like totally, I'm totally down with that. Like if, if talk of a star, uh, uh, you know, a a $400 million star Wars movie brings down the, the brand perception and or value, then scrap those movies and move them to another platform that, that makes total business sense. And it it keeps the peace within fandom. And if you want to just do 
big epic saga movies on the screen, that's a sound uh, business strategy. Because like, think about it. Like we've spoken about this, Corey. You kind of alluded to it. Like, how are we going to fit all the news on this podcast? Like, and how would a collector have even a, a chance of keeping up? And the answer is you, you can't. Like, certainly not as a collector. So, like, you end up with stores that can't move inventory. And that, just that, devalues the Star Wars brand and gives trolls fuel for their fire. So, I, I, I think the perception of Star Wars has kind of changed within Disney and Lucasfilm. That in order to keep the brand high, they need to sort of uh, divvy up the types of content and where where they should spread it all out. Now, I know that was a lot, but where do you guys fall on that? Corey, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same page. I've said that again from kind of the beginning. Like, take a little more time to think about it. I think with Star Wars, it's it's different. It's apples and oranges from Marvel. Even one a year is kind of a lot. Like Marvel is uh, Star Wars has always had this thing where it's been years between films, and it leaves this people just wanting more. But Iger again, just being there, like we got to make money with this thing, and they've recouped. They've made their money back. Uh, it's just, you know, let, let's take a bit of a backseat. And I think, again, they're just going to look closer at things and give us more quality product. And they will pay a lot more attention to timing and things of this nature. You know, like, it's not just, just that it's Star Wars and it's going to sell. Like, no, like, let's let's really dull it out the way it should be in a way. Like, we're getting a lot of it anyway. So let's let's take our time with this, you know, a little more anyhow. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about what that means in a minute. But uh, Carlos, anything to add? Yeah, I think it's uh, a little unfair to 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 put Star Wars in the same category as Marvel, <laughs> because yeah. as as you guys were saying, there's decades and decades of material for some of these characters. Exactly. But uh, so yeah, like there's source material, and yeah. you know where these movies are going in a lot of cases. Exactly. Like and. Uh, I don't remember exactly who was saying it, but they were talking about how um, they decided to bring the killing joke to the uh, to the big screen uh, for Batman. Well, we're talking about Marvel, but I mean, Batman is the same thing, right? It's a legacy character from the 40s. Sure. So th- there's so many storylines for them to choose from to, to bring out the best stuff to the to the theater, whereas everything about star Wars is fly by the seat of your pants. If you look at 77 and then that whole, even Mark, even Mark Hamill was in an interview in Australia in 1977 and said, uh, yeah, the plot's not important. I saw it's that a, this about, weekend. I saw that on it's Facebook. About how, yeah, exactly. It's about how you feel when you're watching the movie. So it's, it's a fly by, it's a fly by the seat of your pants movie. And then, it exploded and George Lucas said, okay, let's mushroom this idea, 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 idea. And everything, it, there was there's no real, how can I say it without insulting <laughs> George Lucas, but. Um, Ro- you mean there's no real roadmap of where they're going to go? You mean? Yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, it felt a little forced maybe in, in some, uh, like Return of the Jedi for me is just, it's perfect example of what you don't want your third movie to be like until the climax like it was i feel like i feel like with that too is just because 
I think like also it's hard to compare them because like or Star Wars is technically an original story versus like Marvel is all adaptation. So, but I think with Star Wars started as an adaptation, the first film, A New Hope, is based off of almost like all of the shots also are very similar to Hidden Fortress by Kurosawa. And then he kind of, but the first film is the only film that's kind of, kind of an adaptation or an interpretation that he changed to something original. And then every other movie after that is kind of this original thing that came out of George's mind. So I think it's, it's harder to, it's hard to compare original content versus everything that's an adaptation. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really, cause, cause them, cause com- coming up with more Star Wars, they have each writer has to come up with something out of their own head. Sure. There's books and other things, but you know, they're all basing this out of what sh- would this character do next? But with Marvel, they don't have to think about that. They can just pick stories exactly. from whatever they want. And yeah, then the same thing pretty much. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's different. You know, you can't, it's hard to, yeah, do that. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. So let me ask you guys this then. Like, what kind of spacing should, well, let me, what kind of spacing do you want to see? Never mind what they should adhere to, because we have no idea what that really means. But what, do, what do you want to see? Like, should it be? Are you okay with once a year? Do you want to see it maybe every eighteen months and have it rotate no. from May December? What, what, do, you, what do you think, Carlos? Every year, I want every year December. We need to keep the tradition going. And, um, yeah, that, that, I don't want I don't want longer breaks than one year. The old man in me is it tends to agree. Like, I'm getting older. I I want to I want a lot of Star Wars before I kick off this plan. So please keep once a year seems just just fine to me if you can plan it out that way. And it gives us a good a good reason to get together to watch the movie. No better reason. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we just need to hope that uh, your um, the daughter's your daughter's school play doesn't fall on the same night every year. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, at least I don't have to deal with that this year. Michelle, what kind of uh, what kind of spacing do you want to see? Um, I think that that's I think that's great. I think they should if they if they want it. I think a year is good, or like maybe like yeah. I think every year. I think Chris. I like the Christmas the Christmas slot because um, it's Star Wars is a family movie, and around Christmas, like we all that's one of the times where all the family family always gets back together to like do something together and for us we would always go to the movies around Thanksgiving like all our family would get together we'd all you know if I was in school I'd go home or you know you go visit your family and then you can all go together to Star Wars that was our tradition so I feel like so many families have that tradition and I think that that should become a tradition for you know the people of the future and I think that that should kind of go back to that I think it's it's great that they're going to do that. I think with the streaming, it's going to be a little diff, like change. It'll change kind of the universe. And it's hard to see that how it will impact, you know, the saturation of the the film stuff. So I think because they're having this platform where they're going to have all this content available on the platform for the films, I think it should be smart where they're going to decide a certain time, a certain season where every like saga film is going to come out or like a big trilogy film is going to come out. I think that should be on a schedule 
every year around the same time once a year because they're going to have this content and it'll be this like special event that they have once a year. And then when you don't have that film time, then you can go and watch the rest of the streaming content. I think in order to keep them from having like this quote saturation problem, I think that's going to kind of end up happening because, and I think that that's what should happen because honestly, like I know you're saying like people aren't tired of Marvel movies, but to be honest, like I, I was a little bit, a little bit overwhelmed. Like I still have to see a couple of movies because I just was like, I, I need a break. Like there's just so much going on and they have a lot think, going. Yeah. And I think people are just scared to say that they are actually a little tired by the Marvel schedule because I feel like it's blasphemous to say that, but like, I, I do need a little bit of time because it's a lot like that's emotionally stressful Marvel movies. And like, I need I need a little I would I really wish I had a little bit more of a break. Like I haven't seen Ant-Man and Wasp yet because I just I need a break from that that whole thing. And I think that, yeah, I've not seen you know, it either. I just I need I need some time. Like I just give me some time to miss people. I think it's the same thing with like Marvel. I think the same with Marvel on Netflix, like. After like after after we were watching like Jessica Jones and then two months later Luke Cage and then Iron Fist came out and they didn't even kind yes. of like publicize oh, it and like they kind of just like dropped it without like and then no one's it said it's popular but I haven't watched it no nope. I'm just like oh I'm so tired like I don't want to watch it again plus he was on half of Luke Cage like I don't want to watch like eight more hours of Iron Fist like no leave I'm, me alone the, the you know what Netflix I mean series I've I've kind of checked out of the Netflix series I I can't do it it's it's too much. Like, like I, I, I'm, I'm, I've got what I needed from it. I'll, I'll follow Daredevil, but the rest will be oh. if and when I get to it. I, I, I feel bad saying that about about Luke Cage because I really loved the first season. But if I get yeah, to but, it, I get to it. But this second season, a lot of people were saying like it wasn't as strong, and I agree. Like it, this because Luke Cage wasn't even really about Luke Cage. Like oh. he really was on the periphery. Like he wasn't even one of the. He wasn't the main character of his own freaking season. Like, it was so weird. Like, I watched all of it, but at the end, I was like, whatever. But that's the thing. Like, with saturation, like, they have all these characters. They keep crossing over the characters. It's like, focus on the actual character the series is about. Like, I think it's kind of like Marvel is having... I think everyone gives Marvel like this amazing thing, but I think that they're doing a lot of good things and great things, but they're also kind of missing the mark on a certain other few things that I feel like people aren't super noticing just because maybe they have so much in, like they have so much out there that it's kind of okay if they drop the ball in a couple things. Yeah. Cause they're well, like, I think Marvel whatever, gets off, okay. Marvel gets off kind of easy for dropping the ball with Netflix stuff because they just crush it at the box office. But yeah. uh, and enough about Marvel. Let's get back on to the galaxy far, far away here. <laughs> So I, I guess in the in the near future, there's no we've we've got nothing slated so far for 2020. There's no publicly mm. planned movie at this for this time, and and time is running out really to see if they can even get a, a movie in that slot. Like it takes two years really to make a Star Wars movie now, which means they've got to start get they've got to get into production in the next couple of months if they're gonna if they're gonna do December 2020 and. They might actually take a year off, to be they honest. Might. They very well I might. have a feeling they might take 2020 off. Like, I, I don't know if we're going to get, like, a saga or, like, a trilogy, like, a saga level, like, a trilogy movie next in 2020. It's, it's very possible. I mean, it's going to be weird because we're going to hit Celebration next year and they're going to tease us with all kinds of stuff. And then they're going to take a full year off. Like, that's going to be really or maybe strange. They're, or, 
Or maybe they're holding the announcement until celebration when people are actually excited. <laughs> maybe. For more content. Like they maybe they're taking some time off for like people to chill and like, you know, slow the roll, cool the jets, and then in April they'll be like, guess what? We were we have this huge surprise. There will be a movie in twenty twenty. We're not horrible. Yeah. Um I, I do I do kind of hope for that. But you know, as as somebody who kind of takes it all in like the comics and novels video games the the you know resistance and whatever they put on the streaming service i i i think i could honestly survive a two-year gap between movies blasphema blasphema <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what i was gonna say man that's like... coming from the people who do you but you don't read all of the comics in the books right not all but if i if i if i needed something to oh, fill no, the I... gap i could i could dive into more comics i could do more uh, of the streaming service stuff like there's not going to be enough stuff there but ideally in a perfect oh. world it's just kyle just i wasn't talking about you i was talking about carlos because oh. he called you a blasphemer <laughs> but i was like but but kyle reads all of like he but you read most of the other stuff but i don't i can't i can't remember if carlos if you said you read the books and the comics too i uh just got into the reader oh I, yeah that's good i have a bunch of the um the main run the oh comic. that's good but I, I don't i don't read the books though yeah so i think maybe like kyle has a little maybe it's not like it, it's just coming from different perspectives yeah I because think, yeah cause, i mean they've got me hook line and sinker you can't expect you you like, just can't expect everybody to jump into to, to everything that they publish and and i'll say this with the caveat that if they extend it to two years between uh theatrical releases the canon books, the novels would have to get a whole lot better. And I like they're, they're, they're good, but there's very um, intimate character dives. Like they don't do a ton to impact canon and that would have I, to change. They'd have to make the books much more meaningful to the overall canon for me to make that two year gap tolerable. I think that also has to do with how Disney and Star Wars, they, um, how they kind of monitor or how they uh, do the the writing because they don't really have as much of a hand in that. Like they don't, I think we've talked about it before, but they kind of don't give so much in terms of story to the authors. So the authors kind of don't get a, like a huge outline. It's not super specific. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's not super meaningful or like very connected to the film canon i think they need to work a little bit more in tandem with the people who are involved in the films if they do do that to your yeah. push and to do that because they need to re restructure and rethink the way that they um do or handle the books themselves and how they um allow the authors or how they handle what what the authors are going to write and they need to manage it a little bit more, give them a little bit more information. Like they can't be like, I'm not going to tell you anything to the, to the authors also. Yeah, like they, they, and, yeah, they're notorious for that. Yeah. And also the authors themselves who are writing the books don't know who's writing the other books. Like for example, like when like Claudia Gray's book got announced, other, the other authors who are writing other star Wars books didn't know that what she was writing or which book she was writing. And I think it's hard to connect all the other books together too. If the writers themselves don't know what each other's writing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Can I just say one thing uh, sure. about, about Marvel? Uh, <laughs> if, uh, if Chris Evans existed only to make Captain America movies, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if it was every six months, I'd watch it. Uh, like uh, as it came out opening night. He's he's fantastic as as Captain America. So I, so fatigue fatigue is only uh it's it's like uh, it's fatigue is only subjective. Yeah. I mean for me too like I have attachments to specific Marvel characters so if that one was all the time but I think because they have Avengers like you have this you feel like you have to keep up with every single person like in the universe so I think like if there were certain Marvel characters that came out, like I would watch Deadpool all the time. Like I would just watch him on loop every day, but like, you know, it's just, I think we each have a connection to one, but it's hard when you have to constantly keep up with all of them. It's just exhausting. Well, it's still, I guess on a, on a related note, and this makes me very, very happy, but uh, the Hollywood reporter said, uh, how is Marvel going to absorb Fox's X-Men franchise? Is Kevin Feige going to oversee everything? And they just dove right into it. And Iger just said, he just copped to it. I think it only makes sense. I want to be careful here because of what's been communicated to the Fox folks, but I think they know. It only makes sense for Marvel to be supervised by one entity. There shouldn't be two Marvels. I agree! Of course, oh, of course. I absolutely agree. But I'm surprised they just came right out and said that. Like it, you know what I want them to do? I want them to adapt an Avenger movie off of the comics, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe oh, and geez. Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe again. <laughs> I think that would be such a fun Avenger-type movie. But oh, that would like, be nuts. It. it would be amazing. Like, it's the it's one of the best comics. I love it. And I want them to do – I want them to absorb it. I don't know if this will happen because Spider-Man is kind of in between both. But, like, Spider-Man Deadpool, oh. I want that so bad. It's – my favorite comic, like so well, good. If, you know, if Tom time. Holland existed only to make Spider-Man movies, Spider- oh yeah, me I too. would take that. <laughs> me too. Well, it's, it sounds to me like Fox has been told that they need to be. I'm, this is me theorizing, but they need to tie up their X-Men franchise after after Dark Phoenix because Marvel is is going to take the reins after that, and that makes me so happy. I'm so and, happy too. Like, the, the, imagine, think of the potential, guys. Like, it's ridiculous. it's gonna be so good oh man like who who wouldn't want to see wolverine and hulk on the big screen together like fighting each other like like recreating issue 181 of of incredible hulk or black panther and storm in a movie together they're married in comics right or at least they were at some point they were yeah and put those two together in in a movie that would be sick and spidey with the fantastic four they've got a long history like the possible this is sort of this would for for a franchise that is doing exceedingly well as it is, this just gives it more adrenaline. And Corey, this that must have been glee for you as well. I think you want to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I just got goosebumps when you said that, Kyle. Like I mean, I can't imagine though. That would my little my young, like fourteen year old me would just like it would blow her mind. Like this, I can't this even craziness. Imagine. Anyway. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take our, our quick break and then we'll come back and we are going to hear from Joe and Neil to close out the show. And we're back and let's this week we're going to hear from from Joe Nova. Joe says, "What do we think the Knights of Ren are up to? Are there any fallen Jedi in the band? Maybe a connection to Rey? 
I have a feeling that they are Kylo's way to enforce his new title of Supreme Leader. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. So that's from Joe. Joe, thank you, sir. Uh, Carlos, I'm coming to you first on this one, man. What do you uh, What do you think of Joe's question? What What are the Knights of Ren up to? I don't know. We don't know anything about the Knights of Ren. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard <laughs> Absolutely to say. Nothing. <laughs> so, are are they fallen Jedi in the band? Uh, I would say yes, uh, considering well, they were in the academy in Luke's academy, and a few of them left with with kylo so i'm I'm assuming that that's those are the knights of ren i agree um i don't know if there's a connection to ray uh i doubt it uh, unless uh there's a twin and ray's twin brother is a bad guy Ooh, Ooh i love evil twins <laughs> 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 I don't know why. I just really love like the evil. Tw- I'm right. Re- like in my book, there's a, like a twin thing going on. I don't have an evil twin, but I- oh, actually, I do have an evil twin in my story. <laughs> I love <laughs> that sounded really evil too. <laughs> Sorry, I just got really excited. I love evil twin stories. I know it's so cliche, but I'd be down. <laughs> All right, I'd be down for that, Carlos. <laughs> I like that. Idea. Yeah, no, I'm just, uh, look, I do what I do best. It's uh, thinking out loud. That's uh, that's oh. what I do. Yeah, so, uh, no, I don't know if there's a connection to Ray. Maybe. Could be a connection to Ray. I I think that Ray's parents are the um, the two characters that we got in the uh, Lego Sand Speeder. Uh, that's uh, considering Ray's helmet at the beginning of The Force Awakens is the same as the Lego character's helmet. Anyways, just uh, it's one Ray. of my... Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so there's that. And uh, as far as uh, Kylo's way to enforce his new title, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to bring in the Knights of Ren. I think it's just another throwaway line. Another JJ thing. Like, I don't know. Guys, everybody, you guys are all going to hate me soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> Carlo shitting on nine. Uh, no, but I really, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I, I really, it's really up in the air for me. I, I I don't get any strong feeling one way or the other, and usually that would make me happy. But in this circumstance, it really, really doesn't. Hmm. Michelle, what's your take on the Knights of Ren? Yeah, I think I'm kind of like in the same boat as Carlos, and that I think I do think that it probably has. A, I, I think it's like a mixture between like academy people or people that he kind of brought but i think it's also like just a bunch of people that came with him like from 
where what like when he would left the academy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, because of like the whole thing with uh, Luke, and I think they kind of followed him, or I don't, I don't. I really don't. I don't think that there's a connection to Ray. Like I don't see that happening. Like I don't think there was anything in the films to suggest that, and I don't really see like from her background like how that could be until now but who knows i mean we don't really see their face and we don't really know super bunch about them so we could be surprised um and yeah i think they're kind of i do agree uh i think like yeah they're kind of like his army really isn't it like it's like the secret service almost they're, like kind of like yeah, like the kind of like his secret service almost. Yeah, they're kind. Or, I, I, like see, I, always, I see them as sort of like what what the Praetorian guards were to Snoke. The Knights of Ren might be to Kylo. Yeah, Corey, what do you, I, I what do you think? Of... Well, I'll just take that from you again. Like I, I'm right on the same page. They're like kind of like Joe had said. They are the, what the Praetorian guard were to Snoke. So I also think it's kind of interesting that you know we saw them in the force awakens either in a force back or force forward whatever you want to call it and i think that's pertinent still to the story so i think ryan he went on record as saying you know like having that story like say the knights of ren could have very easily have been the praetorian guard but that story just becomes more compelling when kylo's involved in going against them right so that would have taken a lot away from what he was already trying to do. The story was already like fully stuffed. So he said, here, JJ, I'm going to set you up with what you guys had also mentioned. This this line, this. The fact that Ben had ran away with several students, a handful of students. So it's a good five. Uh, I don't know. It really seems to add up to that they would be force users. And I really do hope we get to see them again. I think there was a lot there. And I think they'd make awesome toys. Oh, they, <laughs> they would be the biggest so deal. Cool. They'll be the biggest deal in collecting for episode nine. If if they do, there's what, seven of them? Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah that will... would look cool too. Oh, yeah, it'd be so like, dope. Like the full set. That oh, that would be, that so would be cool. the centerpiece of any oh my God, that'd be amazing. collection of episode nine stuff. Ren with I, his knights. I so, want to know more about them. Like, Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, like I feel like they're really cool, so I, I would be really cool. I would be, I mean, even if they just did, like, um, like a, I mean, I don't know if everyone would see it if it was on the streaming service, but if they kind of did, like, a, you know, like, a, a, a kind of, like, an episode or, like, something about them, I think it'd be so interesting. Like, it's really cool to see, like, how they're different from everyone else or, like, uh, the Stormtroopers, like, how they got there how they got selected like what makes them special like but like the deep stuff like the real stuff that you see i don't know the stories that'd be really interesting yeah i want to see them like they were so i don't know they seem so important again like the costumes they just look so cool the knights of ren like it's very pertinent to kylo's story so let's flush that out a bit like like uh, anyway i think ryan a lot of people again crap on him for all this but i think he really took that aspect and said, look, like it's going to just make my film too heavy. I'm setting you up. Like, and I really hope JJ runs with the fact that he mentioned that, uh, the, these handful of Jedi ran off them. It, it, he like brought JJ has to connect the dots at this point. Like, and I, I hope they just don't like Carlos said, like maybe 
they say it could be a discarded thought and that's that like i don't want that for these guys like i think they 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 should have a little more pertinent place in the story i don't think they know ray There's, i don't think there could be a connection to ray like I, I don't even know necessarily i want there to be maybe a brother or sister who knows i don't know but i feel uh, like it's too soon to have a connection to ray like i feel like you'd be i feel like the connection to ray would have to happen if for example like they did do like if this if they did put more of a focus on the Knights of Ren and like who they are and what their you know motivations are like got deeper into them then they could like do that but I think we don't they're not enough of a forefront of the actual story like in the sense of like that would make sense to do that reveal like I feel like there needs to be a little bit more yeah there's nothing there wouldn't be enough of a punch like what do you guys think though like do they do these guys have their own distinct personalities and agendas and or or agencies as characters or are they just sort of mindless thugs who do what Kylo Ren says like do they just kind of hide in the broom closet until Kylo Ren says go out and kill people what that's you- what i want to know like i feel like they need to establish that like i want them to tell us what that is like they could be either you know absolutely i'm sure, I'm sure they're kind of like uh i don't know they just rain destruction like they they know kylo's will and they just go mess stuff up like there's a reason why they weren't in the last jedi and it should be a, an, a pertinent one i would think hopefully we'll learn about that at one point i feel like my thoughts have changed since i read lost stars and um by claudia gray because they kind of go into like the people who are want to be part of the empire and like i think that like if we had kind of that kind of story it would be cool because then I would, then we would have a little bit more of like a, I wouldn't have thought that they were like before me, before I read that would probably go with like mindless thugs, like Kylo controls them like puppets. But now I feel like I've changed a little bit in how I view that. So I feel like they would, I don't think they're mindless, like, but I think they have a deep conviction and that they were like brainwashed kind of with prop. I don't want to say propaganda, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I almost did. And I was, but I mean, like they, they, they grew up in this world where the empire is everything. That's how they get out of negative, like their situation. Like it gives them promise. It gives them a future. So like, if that's only what they heard, like that's where they went, but they could also, you know, have their own um, brain and like consciousness and how they see something that if this something is too far, they would change their tune. Like, I don't know. I want, but that's, that's me from a story. I want more complex characters. I want to know more about the characters. I feel like it would be wasted opportunity just to say they were mindless puppets. I mean, I understand that, you know, there's not enough time to tell the story. So like, it's easier not to describe it because, you know, they're just, they're like a facility or a vehicle, um, to which to, to serve Kylo's story a little bit more. Um, and if you kind of got into the nitty gritty, it might be a little too complex and it would distract from the whole Kylo story. But like, also like, why did they follow Kylo? Like, why did they choose to follow him and become a knight of Ren as opposed to anyone else in the empire? Like, I want to know these. Well, that's, you know, that's an interesting thought, Michelle, because if, if we go back to the slaughter at the Academy, and like as it happens, so Kylo pulls the roof down on Luke, gets out of all that rubble, and then what? Like he proceeds to then just start attacking the other students. Like, 
Yeah. If some if some decided to go with him, was it sort of like out of fear where we surrender, we'll do what you say? Or was it something where he had planted half, seeds? Yeah, like half those students crazy. were already yeah. halfway turned anyway as well. Like were, were was half the academy half dark already un, uh, right under Luke's nose. Yeah, and maybe like Kylo was able to kind of also connect to his students to the force and like the you know, his classmates or maybe because they said he's very, you know, talented too. So who knows? Like, I want to know that stuff. I feel like that wasn't just this small flashback. Like, I feel like it made sense for the story and it probably would have bogged that story down if we even got a little more. Plus, it was from Luke's perspective, like how yeah. we saw that that light. So it wouldn't make sense for Luke to know about all of that and like describe all of that because that wasn't the point of the story when he was telling it. But like, I would really like to know, like, I feel like that's a really cool story in and of itself. And it informs Kylo as a character and how. Well, you know, they're, they're perfect fodder for oh, like they're, they are they are perfect fodder for a comic book series. Oh yeah, for sure. That's I I feel like that's where where we get uh, to see to learn about the Knights of Ren, and more so in a comic than a, than a novel, just because you get to see them. There's they're, they're gonna somebody's gonna want to put these down on a on a page to, for us to look at. Yeah, you know I this could all mean too. Graphic like, novel comic. Oof. This could this could all mean that. You know, with Snoke gone and all that, and hopefully, like, again, I really hope these guys come back. I don't want them to be, like, just the throwaway characters. So, you know, Snoke and his, uh, Kylo and his boys with helmets, all of them. Like, Kylo can be like, I could be me now. Helmets are a part of me. You know, like, <laughs> he can embrace his helmet again. Uh, maybe. Love a good helmet. Maybe he, yeah, because he seemed to like his helmet until Snoke made fun of him. Oh yeah, you're so mean to me. And he throws his little tantrum. See, I killed my daddy. Yo. But, so okay, so if these, I, I think we all kind of are on the same page that they are Jedi that uh, went to the dark side and followed Kylo. But could they be turned back to become Jedi again? Like, could that, could that be? Oh boy, like I like that. Could that That's be a theme for nine? So, like, look at Finn, like. One of the things that I've been thinking about Finn for the for a long time, well, since since the last Jedi came out, like so he inexplicably breaks his programming, his first order programming that he's had since birth, and Fa- Phasma calls him a bug in the system, and I, I, my theory was that somehow Finn would find a way to exploit that, and he he could uh, deactivate some of the first order forces or stormtroopers or whatever, either like tur- like reverse their allegiance or at least break their own programming so what if that's a, a like a running theme in nine where finn can do that but ray does it as well like she could break through to at least some of the knights of ren and, and turn some of them back to the good side because i mean there there there's a, a lack of threatening villains in nine so yes i totally agree they'll be back but then you got to do something with them and somebody's got to handle them but maybe they handle each other. Maybe some turn back to to being a Jedi, and maybe they they fight each other, and it just gets crazy. So, I, what if I, we get like a, a zombie Obi Wan? Oh God! As as uh, as a villain, and it's nope. Richard Richard E. Grant who plays zombie Obi Wan. <laughs> Please God, show yourself out, Carlos. <laughs> Seriously. You weren't being serious, were you? Sorry, what? 
<laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, we, we know zilch about the Knights of Ren, but they've got to come back in in some capacity. They they can't just... Uh, they can't be these, these throwaway footnote in Star Wars history. Who are those guys in the, in the Force back? We, we've got to learn about these people. Uh, there, there's so much potential there. So, yeah. How, how's this for a theory? Something like, oh, this is where I can see it all tying in. Like, ah, oh, no, it doesn't make sense in the timeline, though. I was going to say, like, the Knights of Ren kind of go after, like, that village scene where they're slaughtering people. It's almost as if, like, they're looking for Rey, but be kind of out of the timeline right now canon wise literature wouldn't make sense yeah no it doesn't make sense but the movie almost contradicts that man like i haven't read the novelization of the last jedi but man he looks pretty young there ben solo when everything happens with luke yeah that's it's touchy man with bloodline now yeah yeah, well that's got to be that's gonna be at least a little bit after Bloodline. It has to be. I imagine, like, yeah, because Le- Leia sends that that sort of pen pal letter to Kylo, right, to sort of tell her about who he is, or like who who his his grandfather really is. So she doesn't know about any any turn, like she would have felt it, like she would have known if if. All that went down at the academy. So I, I I think that's that scene from the last Jedi. That's got to be from from just, like on the timeline just just after Bloodline. All right. So have we kicked around the Knights of Ren enough? Yeah, they better be back. Ah, uh, they've got to be back. They they've so got to be back. And again, they're they're also too marketable. There's so much yeah, that could exactly, be done yeah. with those guys. True. <laughs> they're so again, marketable. I don't I know if they approach believe... it that way on on any level, but man, oh man, they they could just sell gangbusters with the, with those guys. That's why I honestly believe like Ryan saved that story for JJ. Well, actually, that's not true because didn't necessarily know JJ was going to be writing at that time. Well, he saved it for he... whoever was next. Yeah, like. Followed this but he's thread, right, like, though. Like I know people were mad that that Ryan didn't have them in in episode eight, but it was a packed movie as it was. Yeah, seriously, There's, there, there, there would have been nowhere to put those guys. Again, when you think about the the battle between with Ray and him uniting, kind of, you know, if it's against the Knights of Ren, it makes it all that it compounds the situation. So instead of wasting those characters, like you kind of save them for the next guy, especially with the whole Jedi thing again. Academy. Yep. All right, there you go. Joe, I hope that answers some of your questions. I don't think... Okay, really quickly, uh, we don't know what the Knights of Ren are up to. Yes, there are fallen Jedi in the band. No connection to Rey. And uh, I think we generally agree that they are Kylo's way to enforce his new title of Supreme Leader. I think they're his, his bodyguards. There we go. Joe, thanks, man. Anytime you want to send a question, we will get to it. Maybe a week later, but we'll get to it. And uh, anybody want to read Neil's question? Fan yeah, best friend? Go for it, Carlos. So Neil writes, uh, Hi, gang. A question for you all. If you won the lottery, what Star Wars item or thing would you buy for yourself or friend or family member? 
keep up the top, the positivity and the fun on the show. Uh, if I won the lottery, I would pay for you all to have free entry to Galaxy's Edge and hotel forever. May the force be with you, Neil. Thank you so much, Neil. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. That's a very generous gift. And I'm, I'm <laughs> Neil's generous, everybody. Shock of shocks. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Neil, my friend, it is always a pleasure to hear from fandom's best friend. So, uh, Michelle, you won the Powerball. Like, let's 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 go big here. You won a couple hundred million bucks. You didn't win five or six million. Crap. You won big time. Like, your family for generations to come is set. So, what are you? What are you? What are you going to buy for yourself or friends or family? What are you doing? Hmm. Well, first of all, like, obviously, I would give Neil like just a constant like blank slate like he it's like a blank check. I think I would give Neil a blank check and I would let him buy whatever he wants forever because he's amazing. And um, yeah, I think I would just like go through like all of my friends, like obviously y'all. And then I would probably try to like buy like all this really awesome equipment and like a studio and then we could like create like a whole network and like make the podcast into like our um like conglomerate of like amazing i don't know apple like the next apple we could create that i don't know that and then obviously (laughs) i would probably buy um i don't know like i would invest in a business and i would make like our podcast like literally amazing and it would just become like a tv news network and it would be amazing and um also over young turks (laughs) (laughs) like we're gonna be the top uh no just kidding um everyone could like do it together obviously and then i would let um all of my friends uh in like the star wars friend fandom pick like one item that they want um and i would get it and i kind of like secretly do want that um han uh stuck in carbonite table like oh, buy man. all of those things oh, like really expensive stuff that i can't like that doesn't make sense for me to buy i would buy all of those like the con the han and carbonite table that would be like my centerpiece, obviously. And then maybe I would try, I would definitely try to get one of the Yoda puppets and maybe like an R2. Um, I would probably like also expand my house and like make it pretty much like, I would probably have a section of my room that's like recreating different places. Like I would make my bar area look like the cantina and like put in like a band and like all, all of that stuff. And um, maybe if this is the future, um, I might see if I could like hire Elon Musk to create <laughs> like a doorway so that like all of my friends who like ever want to come hang out at like this house that I've created. That's everything, like all of the cool stuff and like sections of my house are going to be like different areas. Kind of like, I guess, galaxy's edge. Also, I have a connection to someone who works at galaxy's edge. Maybe I can hire him to make stuff at this huge compound. That's going to kind of look like Lucasfilm, but not. And <laughs> <laughs> you guys obviously have a blank slate. So Elon Musk is going to create this door so that you guys can like always come to this place i don't know what i'm gonna call it yet i haven't decided but yeah like that kind of stuff and then i would fly to so i would have like a special private jet that i would have like 
pick up like everyone who wants to go to celebration. And then we would go every year and we would have the VIP pass and we would get to meet and greet everyone. And then it would just be like our annual thing. Like I would fly the jet. I'd come pick all of you guys up and your families. And then we would go. And then anyone ruin it with the families. They don't have to come, but if your kids want to come too, I would take them. Okay. And then we could hire, we could hire a nanny, obviously, because we have the money to like care for them and we can go do our thing. All of us do what we want and the kids could have fun with their kids stuff. So you're spending all money. the money in like one weekend. No, I said all <laughs> <laughs> I said like over time. Two hundred fifty million. That's that's a lot of money, man. That's, that's a lot of scratch, man. Plus, I'm investing, so I'm gonna be making more money, and I'm investing also in real estate, and I'll be investing in a company, so I'd be making money. I would be extending the money that I have. And, and I have I a name for I have a name for your uh, your estate. Okay. It would be uh, Rancho Ranch Walker Sky. <laughs> <laughs> um and a lawsuit's yeah. filed and we've lost it all <laughs> no i Ranch wouldn't call it that guy. i would but i would also have money to license all this stuff so i would license it Ranch i wouldn't water. like i wouldn't let i'm not I'm, I'm not opening it for the public like galaxy's edge or anything it's like a private like kind of like um michael jackson's neverland where you just kind of like make your own thing. Like I'm not trying to invite everyone, but like I would have like, I would do like a community service thing, like outreach where like sick kids or like kids who have cancer can come and like play and party at the house. If you have llamas, then uh, I oh, say, yeah. okay, let's do it. I'm definitely going to get llamas. Are you kidding? <laughs> Carlos, <laughs> Carlos what, how are you spending this money? Um, I don't know. I'm not going to be as magnanimous as Neil. I mean, why? I'm not going to compete with that. So, yeah, what would I buy for myself? Uh, I would buy um, uh, Luke's uh, speeder bed. You know the bed. You know the bed that's like shaped like Luke's land speeder. (laughs) So I get one of those because I never had one of those when I was a kid, and uh, or any of those you know race car beds or any of that type of stuff. I never had that stuff, so I would spoil myself and get myself Luke's land speeder bed. And uh, what else? Uh, I would have like this droid that would come out of the ceiling that was like placed just uh, uh, right above my chair so that when I put out my glass, it would come down and pour it like Lando and Solo. <laughs> like when he gets his drink refilled, like I, I'd have one of those things in my house. Wow. Um, You're going to get Elon else? Musk too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what else? Uh, what I would buy, obviously I'd buy whatever my kids wanted. Like I, I'd ask, I tell them to think about it for a week and then come back to me with a a thing that they want. I would say like more than that, more than a week. Just yeah, Yeah. have a good, have a good think about what you need and tell whenever you're ready, but take, take at least a week to think about it. Week minimum. That's good. Yeah, you need a week because or else somebody would be like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll want, I want this," and then like two days later, you get that buyer's remorse, and it's like, "No, nah, a week is good. A week is good." I always like to sleep on it for a while. I know my, I know uh, one of my kids is going to ask for the um, the UCS Millennium, the Millennium Ooh. Falcon, the newest, the newest one, mm. one of them for sure, and it's probably the one who would lose a piece in the first six seconds. <laughs> That's my guess. 
but besides that, um, I don't know. For my friends, I just, I don't know. I'd hire. Say, right? Yeah, it's like, how do I, I don't know. I don't want to depends impose. on the friend. Like some of them you would say, hey, dude, I know you've been wanting this bike. And some of them it's like, dude, I know that, that I know you're just like, you're a lap dance guy. So let's go. Let's get this over with. <laughs> Lap dance guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gentle G. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would. Uh, I don't know what I would uh, get for my friend. I guess I, I would give everybody like the um, the uh, Don Corleone speech. You know, I cannot refuse the request on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I would maybe you know do that and. Uh, and that's it. I would have uh, would have a blast, man. I would have uh, so much fun. Are we talking Star Wars themed lap dances or just like lap dances? I don't know. I don't want. <laughs> I, I think I would enforce that. I think the would... question had to be Star Wars related. Yeah, that, so... no, I would enforce that. If 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 I had a friend who was like, Nah, dude, I just I just really want a few lap dances from you. If like if that's cool, I'd be like, Yeah, it's got to be Star Wars themed though. That's so, it. So like, what? It's got to be Twi'leks. See, yeah. see, is that sexist, Corey? Why would you do that? Exactly. I, I wanted to stay I had to go there, eh? Jeez. Yeah, why do you have to go right. there? I, I I don't know. I, I was I stepped away from this thing, you know, like well, I, I mean, let it I left women, it alone. Women might want like a shirtless Kylo Ren lap dance, and then I don't know, who knows? With his it's pants high and tight. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, the, the I mean look, look, a lot of girls think that's hot. They really like him. So they might be into it. I mean, look at Twitter. Look, we know that they have the, these these humans in in the uh, in that galaxy have belly buttons because Leia showed hers. So Jesus. I don't know Where why are we right now. I, I, <laughs> belly buttons. <laughs> yeah. So, but why did Kylo Ren? Why did Kylo Ren have to hide his? Like I don't understand. <laughs> it's called fashion. Okay. It's his cummerbund. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbund. Oh no! I think the twenty-five grams are starting to kick in. Oh my! Okay, moving along, Corey. What would you do with your Powerball winnings, dude? If we had that much money, like it's carte blanche for everybody. Like anyone that's a patron, like somehow we gotta kind of sneakily find out exactly what everyone's what's on everyone's wish list, and you somehow make a way to find a way to make that happen like me personally like michelle kind of said it in a way like i'd go a little deeper than that like i would have a life-size like han on my wall but like you'd have the i'd have the nook and everything with the tropical plants and all that surrounding it the bar like i like it'd be a, a piece in the house you know like it'd be my like i love solo just where he is but yeah again what neil said the experiences are a big part of what it's all about. Like going to see the movies with these guys, it's always such a blast. So being able to afford with that kind of money, it's just stupid retarded how much money you're making off just that money in yeah. interest. Like you could just be like, you know what, guys? Like Neil said, the vacation is such a good idea. Like that that's just like the epitome of it, really. But even at that, you could be like a certain few, you know, that you have a close Star Wars relationship with, be like, you know what? It's celebration for life. Whenever there's a celebration, I guarantee you, hotel, airfare, the private work, jet. You know? Ah, that, that that's that's where you're starting to like 
<laughs> deplete your fortune, maybe. Not but... really. It's not as expensive as you would think. No, it's not that expensive. I don't know, man. Really? I'm telling you, yeah. You, if yeah, you have like 35 million billion dollars and you're investing partially of that, like having a company private jet is not. Well, put it this way. If I was that rich, I would have someone do the math and figure it out for me. What's the cheapest way to get this done? Let's do it. Uh, you have to hire so many like accountants and ma like managers and like whatever. But you also have to like keep monitoring them because they might try to run away with your of money. Of course. Off the top. Yeah, that, but still, like, it could be a curse at times. Well, winning the lottery is usually a curse. You can get ah, cursed from that. I don't believe that way. Like people uh, believe in it. Of course. Plus all like, the people who come out of the woodwork and it's like, You're I'm your family. And you're like, No, you're not. <laughs> they could be like, I'm your long lost son or something, and you'd be like, Prove it. Either way, like Star Wars related, definitely tubbling Sabar. I would have that for sure, along with like my solo thing uh maybe even build like an old school i always kind of imagine this like you know a 50s even like 40 we'll say 40s to 60s pickup truck like i can't pick out a model off the top of my head but you could probably modify some old pickup truck to kind of somewhat look like vader you know what i mean with the black lines and the curves and stuff and just like the wind like the visors and the windshield i think you can modify something in that regard like not too similar but just an homage too that would look really badass just getting into kind of stuff like that but again like neil had said it's the experiences man what it all boils down to and spoiling people as a anonymous benefactor with a z <laughs> anonymous yeah i also just thought like i i um i'm surprised that none of us have have thought about like hiring one of the actors to like record our doorbell or like something to do with the actors yet <laughs> i just thought of that i was like ooh, it'd be cool if we could hire like the actors to like do our and it do, could be like, a thing for different things for different rooms that would be fun if you find out people's like secret like wishes and stuff you know like one of them could say that and then you can like set that up you can make that happen for someone some special somebody. Yep. Well, yeah, my like I went to a big party at Galaxy's Edge, but Neil kind of beat me to it. So, uh, I would I would aim to do some sort of private get together for all of the powerful friends community and all of our Star Wars Commonwealth brethren. Like I'd rent a hotel somewhere. Who knows? I don't know where, but somewhere. Like a conference room, and uh, you get a you a block of or you rent out a floor. I'm pretty sure Galaxy's Edge is going to have their own like Star Wars themed hotels because Disney has them. So I'm pretty sure they would make one for people who want to stay. Yeah, maybe. Like I, I, maybe I'd be totally fine with that. Or, or you know what? Like fly everybody to like Antigua or something like that. The Maldives. Vegas. Where they the Maldives. They filmed, yeah, yeah, yeah. They filmed Rogue One. Yes, where, where they shot Scarif. That's not a bad idea. Oh, yes, that's cool. But if if it was somewhere more, you know, uh. I don't want to say civilized, but like somewhere where, like, where, where we could you. you know get all get together and watch like uh, the the like I time it with like the release of if if you know if this happened now I time it for the release of episode nine, and so we could all get together somewhere. Uh, we watch episode nine together. I would try to get Lucasfilm involved somehow and like see if maybe they could send us a, a few guests, like just just for like a, a VIP dinner type thing. At a hotel, uh, you know, or maybe maybe have them like it would be like the, maybe a, like a really intimate, small little uh, 
Star Wars Celebration. Let them like show us what they're working on. And, uh, you know, I would not, of course, I wouldn't expect Lucasfilm to bite. But if I'm that rich, I can try and sweeten the deal. Like maybe I, I could say, like, I'll, I'll, you do this for us. And like we will drop, I'll, I'll give you guys like, I don't know, 10 million bucks to a charity of, of, your, of Lucasfilm's choice. Like your favorite charity. You know, something crazy like that. Or maybe maybe I would try force to force for hope. Isn't is that for, a thing? Uh, force for change? Yeah. Force for change. Yeah. Something something yeah. like that to that effect. Just try and say, just get them. Okay, we can't show you anything, but we can send a couple of a couple of actors to hang out with you guys for a VIP dinner, whatever at your event. Cool. <clears throat> that works. Like I I would also try to like buy executive producer credits. Like if I just I was gave, gonna say that I was yeah. like. Well, I was just thinking about that. I was like, what if you would like give them money to like produce? Yeah, like I'm like here, I'll, I'll come bankroll film. I'll help bankroll your next production. Just put me on as an executive producer, and you'll never hear so. from me. Just here's the money. <laughs> but you could like you could you could you could get like one one casting or like one veto or something where you could be like you get to choose one actor. Who gets to be in the movie? Like you can approve like one role or something. That would be cool. Yeah, like I get. Yeah, I get to make one contribution to the movie. Mm-hmm. That that would be cool. And yeah, but the, the big thing for me would be to get all of our our powerful friends together, and just either go somewhere like the Maldives or bring it in like somewhere in in the U.S. or or Canada or wherever in time to see like Episode Nine or the next movie and just hang out and have fun for like a whole weekend pinewood that would be rad i i would feel bad because we're all like such a global community where if i was like michelle i won guess what we're doing we're coming to la and you'd be like i live here this sucks <laughs> no i wouldn't i'd be fun because y'all would be there like and we do have galaxy's edge and then for myself, like I would no doubt waste millions on collectibles, not just Star Wars, but like I, I'd go right down the rabbit hole with with uh, Star Wars vintage stuff. But I'd also do Transformers and GI Joe for sure. I'd go crazy with vintage comics. I'd, I'd be spending money so fast to be crazy. I'd, I'd be and I'd end up on one of those like reality TV shows where this person was rich, and then six months later. <laughs> No, you got to get a hold of it, man. Like the amount of interest you make on that money is ridiculous, man. You just get someone too. to. Yeah, of course you'd yeah. spend it, but that's also... the money you spend. You know, like $20,000 to spend it a week. That's not so bad. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, like. Challenge accepted. With that kind of money, you could probably find that um, super, super exclusive. Like they don't even know if they really made anything. Uh, Boba Fett with the launching rocket. That one collector's item, you could probably with that money, you could probably buy a prototype. And they didn't make those. Yeah, so. I know I'd get Elon Musk to make me yes. a Boba Fett prototype. A real life-sized one. Yeah, for sure. With a firing rocket. Yeah. That actually takes you to space. Sure. He creates lo- <laughs> rockets, guys. He has SpaceX. Like sure, absolutely. So what uh, if we that, had that like, would be it. space? That would be fun. That would be, oh my God, that'd be nuts. But yeah, Neil, that's what I would do if I won a lot of money. Share the wealth. All right. 10,000 10, a week is 50, uh, it's it's half a million a year. If you win a Powerball, you, you could keep up that lifestyle 
for two generations. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Powerball's that's that's not taking into into consideration like investing. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about sitting on the nest egg. Yeah, and ten thousand a week is that's a lot of money, man. Like, I don't, I don't know many people. Well, no, that's that's wrong. I know a lot of people, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I I, uh, even if you want to blow an extra million here or there, I mean, you're talking about Powerball money. That's sick. Forget about it. It's it's so much money. Neil, thanks a lot, man. Come back anytime. All right, guys, that is it for episode 144. That's uh, it's time for some thank yous. And of course, I'll start by thanking everybody for listening. And again, a thanks to Joe and Neil for the questions. And for everybody else out there, feel free to send in your questions and we will read them on the show. And uh, thank you to Rob Wade of E14, emotionally14.com, and the Crazy Train Podcast for endorsing this podcast and sharing it on his website. So make sure you check out Rob and his podcasts on Emotionally14.com. And also, while you're surfing around the web, make sure you hit StarWarsCommonwealth.com. And uh, I say it every week, we all do, but everybody is killing it, man. It's almost as if we've got a good set of podcasts here to choose from. So go check it out, either on iTunes as a podcast provider, or at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, and load up your playlist with Star Wars goodness. And if you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more from us, you can head to patreon.com slash tumbling saber and sign up for just a couple bucks per month. And you'll get, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm dying here. You'll get our exclusive podcasts, uh, prize draws, and more. And if that's not in the cards, then you can help us out in a variety of other ways, such as grabbing one of our t-shirts from TeePublic. I haven't mentioned that in a long time. Or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or just share the links to uh, to this podcast. Share it on your social networks and share it with your friends. And some of you already do all of the above, and we certainly appreciate that. But these are things that help us grow the podcast, and uh, that is greatly, greatly appreciated. So guys, with all that out of the way, Michelle, where do we find you on Twitter? You can find me at tediously underscore brief on Twitter and Instagram. And I also have my bookstagram and collection updates over on traveling book nerds at, uh, on, uh, Instagram. And I'm on Facebook as Michelle Grandine. And then starting next month, I'll have, um, michellegrandine.com set up. So then I don't have to keep explaining all these things and you can find everything, of mine at one spot. Very cool. Carlos, where do we find you? You can find me at uh, C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Carlos Candido on Facebook uh, for my music page. Give that a like. Uh, give it a review. Uh, something, you know, just uh, some nice words. Or uh, you can find me on uh, Patreon at uh, Carlos Creates. Patreon.com slash Carlos Creates backslash backslash semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, thanks, Corey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then uh, you could uh, throw a few bucks my way and uh, you'll get uh, first access to uh, any uh, new videos and uh, music which I uh, I put up monthly. So you could uh, take a look at that. And uh, I just want to thank Corey again and Eric for uh, coming by to my sh- uh, my show on uh, on Friday night. Thanks, guys. Good times, man. And you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter, 
on Instagram and check out our Facebook group, which is getting busier and busier by the week. A lot of people posting a lot of cool stuff in there and a lot of good conversations going on. So come over and check us out on Facebook at the uh, Tumbling Saber private group. So you just knock and we will let you in. And so until next time, everybody, we thank you again so much for listening and we hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you later. And I'll sign off as a chop rules as a Z. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell just happened? You forgot to let him share his info, right? I wanted to see what would happen. Or on purpose. (laughs) There you go. I called you out. (laughs) How's that? He just, oh boy. I know it's like he looks forward to it every week. So I was like, what happens here? <laughs> hey, can I just say something? I said something on the tumbling nerd room about uh, the Tobias Beckett uh, figure that uh, you can find on on the uh, the Conveyx for the Lego. It, it's not even on the Conveyx. It's it, he's on the swoop bike, so uh, you get uh, a Tobias Beckett with the swoop bike or with the Imperial Tie Fighter. Those are the only two sets that have Tobias Beckett. I just wanted to put that out there. Good footnote to close the show. I'll, I'll let it go. Corey, I'll let, I'll let you end the show one more time. No, I'm good. No, no, do it. <laughs> Please? Do it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Chopper rules with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch up with you later.
I, I figured I figured that would be in the the garbage chute. I thought that's what you were gonna throw it in. It's, let's be honest, it's all garbage chute. <laughs> <laughs>